Welcome to The Radiant Life with Tatiana. I am your host and I'm obsessed with empowering you to live and create the best life possible. I'm a master mindset coach, breathwork facilitator, and a passionate little Latina who loves sharing the magic behind your subconscious mind and energetics. If you're looking to uplevel your mindset, learn all about spirituality and manifestation, and to be inspired in making a change to embody your best self, you are in the right place. My goal is for you to see and unlock your limitless potential, to have the tools to break free from the chains holding you back so you can create and live your most radiant life. I am so excited to have you here listening today. Now let's dive into today's episode. Hello loves and welcome to the Radiant Life Podcast. Today's is a special episode that is going to leave you feeling so empowering and connected I had the privilege to interview Melanie Ann Lair, who is the founder of the Alpha Femme brand. She is known for her unique approach to feminine leadership and wealth energetics, and she shares her story how in 2013, she was bankrupt, left sleeping in her car, and began to build her business, even had her first coaching call from that front seat of her car to now building a massively known brand and business that's generated over $70 million. And she has just continued to make a massive impact in the world, in her clients' lives, and a unique approach. She shares a lot of how she has found the balance of feminine and masculine energy, releasing control, not numbing ourselves in this day day of world, and finding what works for us. This is really an episode for fellow entrepreneurs who are maybe feeling burnt out, maybe not feeling aligned with what others are telling them to do. And she's really here to help remind you and guide you to finding what works for you and finding the energy and the flow that's going to lead to your success. She has been able to accumulate everything she has without going viral on a YouTube channel, without a well-known podcast or book, not even a website. And everything she shares today is just super inspiring and empowering of finding balance for us to be able to find freedom and making sure we're not numbing or becoming even slaves to our businesses and careers. And she has created She's just lifted a veil for me, even just listening to her day. I've been seeing things in just a different perspective, and I'm just so excited for you to hear the words of wisdom she has to share with you. So I'm going to stop talking without further ado. Let's get into today's episode. Hello, Melanie. Welcome to the show. I'm so excited to have you here today. Thank you for having me. I'm so happy to be here. I know we're in totally opposite sides. We were just talking about how you're in Canada and I'm in South Florida, but we're both bundled up here. So and even pitiful. visually, like you're dressed in white with a white background and I'm dressed in black with a black background. We're like Completely the yin and opposite. yang today. <laughs> I love it. Well, we were just talking about your story a little bit, how it, there's a lot to it, but I love starting off these podcast episodes, just sharing about who you are, what you do and how you got to where you're at right now. You've built such a big brand and company and success and an impact, but where can you share a little bit more about us? Like, how did you get to this place? Okay. I'm going to give you the fastest story I've ever, I've ever told. Okay. So in 2013, I basically broke up with a partner that was very much involved with my career. I got fired from my job because of it and ended up going bankrupt in the front seat of my car um, during the winter in Canada and ended up sleeping in the front seat of my car for months. 
Wow. My family and I were at odds at the time because they wanted me to break up with that guy for so long and I wasn't doing it. And they all my parents had always wanted me to really focus on my education. And I just was not passionate about school. Um, the the logical mind is just not it's not enough for me. And so I'm a daydreamer. I'm a visionary. I'm an artist like I didn't I had a very hard time focusing even um, a lot of anxiety when it came to exams, like just not good at the whole thing. And my, so everything my parents wanted me to be, I wasn't. And it made me just resent the whole everything. So next wow. thing I resented everything and everyone, I'm completely by myself. I'm self-sabotaging my life to the maximum. Like it's just a mess. And I, through a series of miracles, I end up finding personal development work and diving into my own life in a way where it's like, where the heck, what have I been doing? And really learning about masculine and feminine energy. And so I had nothing to lose anymore. My my relationship was over. My relationship with my family was broken. I had no close friends. My business was dead. My My financial situation was dead. So I just spent my entire life studying just feminine and masculine energetics for my own well-being. I never in a million years thought that would become a career because I was too low to even consider that I could do something with what I was learning. It was really just to try to help get me out of where I was. Um, but one day, one of my friends that I hadn't spoken to in a very long time called me while I'm sleeping in the front seat of my car and she's going through a hard time. And it's as if everything I'd been studying just came out of my mouth and it mm-hmm. came really well. <laughs> and it really helped her. And a few weeks later, she was like, I have a bunch of friends that want to hire you. Wow. How much do you charge? And I was like, I don't charge anything. This is not, this was not, what do you mean? And she's like, no, no, no. Like I, they want to, they want to pay you for real for what you've done. And I'm just like, uh, <laughs> I don't want to tell her I'm sleeping in the front seat of my car. This doesn't feel like the right time. It didn't feel like the right place. And so I fought her a little bit, but she was like, they want to pay you. How much do you charge? <laughs> And so long story short, I started my coaching business from the front seat of my car was the invisible coach. I did mindset coaching for people who wanted to change the way they felt about their lives. So this wasn't about change your life. It was about change the way you feel about yourself Mm. without anything having to change. It was one of those, you go first, the universe responds. Stop trying for people to change. Stop trying for your marriage to change. Stop trying... Stop trying for everything to change and just start actually doing the inner work and see what happens. And so it was a fascinating thing because this word of mouth business grew. And next thing I knew, I'd built a six-figure business out of the front seat of this Honda Civic. And I was this invisible coach. And all of a sudden, I was getting recommendations to even speak in businesses so I could help with the logistics in the workplace and relationships in the workplace and conflict resolution. And then my old career in sales kind of came back and I started teaching sales in the workplace and it just kind of started to grow on its own until I eventually came online in 2016, very bad at it actually. Uh, And my first language is French. And so I had to choose online whether I was going to go French, Canadian or English. And the thing with my English is I'd only ever really spoken Fringlish. So that means I don't have the right (laughs) word in English. I just changed languages. Like I didn't have a very refined language. Plus I went to school in French. So all my spelling, my big words, everything was all in French. So I really studied the English language massively in order to be able to represent what I wanted to in the online space. And in 2017, I created a brand called Alpha Femme. And I just... I just remember the feeling inside the first time I, I said the words alpha femme. It was like, oh, my gosh, this is my brand. 
but it felt so big. I was like, I'm going to have to like step up my game because if I'm going to call myself alpha femme, that feels like something really, really big. And so I, I stepped up my personal development game for myself even more. I focused on myself so much. I really led by example. The whole goal of my company was like, I go first and I, I pave the way and I lead the way. And if I can do it, they can do it. It was very motivating for me to knew, to know that anything I did could impact other people. And so I started my first Facebook group online with 100 members in it. It took me weeks to fill it to 100 members. And um, I just did my absolute best that first year. In 2018, we had our first million-dollar year. The Alpha Fem group now has like 34,000 members. I've built my entire business organically. I still don't have a website. Everything I do is through social media. And we celebrated $70 million wow. in cash this year, career to date, you know, since 2017. So it's been the craziest journey but it's all been one step at a time in a very, very human way. Like I, I haven't all of a sudden become a genius at funnels or, or web, you know, websites or ads or anything like that. It's the same thing. It's connecting to people. It's talking to people. It's sharing my story and it's sharing what I know. And I think the results just speak for themselves. And now I am where I am. Wow. That's so impressive. And I think that like really unpacks that. I was, I was going to ask you um, a question of like what you think, um, you see in business owners or entrepreneurs as a block? And do you feel like they, I'm making an assumption here. You just said you you don't do ads or funnels or this website. Do you feel like people think that they have to have all these fancy gadgets to be successful? I think that's a very big reason people sabotage is because there's a certain thing someone told them they needed to do. And they're like, oh, well, if I've got to do that, then I don't want to do it. Instead Mm -hmm. of having the creativity and the imagination to say, well, if I don't want to do that, but I want to be successful, what else can I do? And I feel like that resourcefulness really got me here because I don't feel like a business woman. I feel like a business artist. Like everything I do has mm. more to do with the art and the energetics and the impact and the influence and the vibe and the like what makes it that some things just go viral and other things just don't work. Like what's the energetics behind it? And so I came in with this art of business perspective where it was like, would you write a song just because someone told you to, or if you're an artist, you, you stay true to your work. And so you've got to find your, your business art. You've got to find the mm. thing that makes you tick. And I do think a lot of people will just be like, well, if I'm going to leave a job, I don't like just to be an entrepreneur, to have freedom, just to then have to do what someone else tells me, shouldn't I just keep my job? So yeah. I do think that sabotages a lot. The other thing I think sabotages is the fear of massive responsibility. I feel mm-hmm. like a lot of us don't want to be responsible for everything. There's also a big fear in masculine and feminine energetics about finding love and finding a partner and saying, you know, people don't love to have a super powerful women, woman, like they, they want a soft woman who's, you know, they don't want, it's intimidating and this and that. I work a lot with my clients on the magnetic energetics mm-hmm. and polarity in, and magnetism in relationships so that your relationship stays thriving even when your business stays thriving because the stories in the past were successful women single at the top and that's mm-hmm. just not, that's just not what we want yeah like you can have both you can be successful and have a thriving relationship and family I Where feel did- like it's even better it's actually better it, it gets to be even better that way because you're fulfilled and you're passionate and you're happy and you're expanded and you don't you don't do everything for someone else. You do it for me, for mm-hmm. you, for us, for me, for my marriage, for my family, for me, for my kids, for my my family. Like everything, it's like, it becomes like an ecosystem. Everything self-fulfills, everything self-regenerates and you end up having a very full life. 
Yeah. So film, I feel like one of the main purpose here in life is, is relationships and love and like, yes, career. But like you said, you don't want to be a slave to your career, to your business. If you, especially if you left the nine to five. Exactly. If you left for freedom and you've put yourself in a cage, you misunderstood <laughs> the assignment and it's okay because it happens to so many people, but then it's like, oh yeah. Okay. So what do I go? Where do I go from here? And pivoting at any point is so important. As soon as you realize you've built a cage pivot. Yeah. Speaking of the word pivot, I've spoken to a lot of people lately. I feel like they're going through pivots and I may even be going through one myself, but like, what would you say has supported you in pivots or how do you support your clients? Like what advice would you give them? Cause there's, there can be fear in there, right? That's the fear of the unknown. Like, will this pivot support me? Is it right? How would you handle that if a client was coming to you or what would you say you've done in the past? I feel like the reason I have the company I have is because I've been willing to pivot over and over and over again. I've been willing to change and course correct anytime I feel like it's right instead of Mm -hmm. fearing like, oh, but I've come this far doing this. So what if I change and it all falls apart? It's like I came this far doing what I felt was right. And so if I continue doing what's right, it's going to keep working. It's not what I did that got me here. It's how I felt when I was doing it. It's the the feeling that it was right. And so if I block that feeling, because I think it's what I did that got me here, I'm going to stay stuck. And so I, I actually feel like, especially for women, the ones who've really had long-term success in any careers are the ones who've reinvented themselves many times, even in the music industry. Um, you yeah. know, you see people with a whole other identity, a whole other vibe. They reinvent themselves, they relaunch, and it's like, oh, this vibe, this is a new a new wave of personality, of identity, of of style, of, of energy. And it's like, we've got to give ourselves the right to do that. Because I feel like most of us actually have so many different kinds of dreams that are attached to different identities. Mm-hmm. And the feeling that you've got to pick one is quite restrictive like when you're little they tell you you can be anything you want yeah the only way you can be anything you want is to be many things throughout your life so have a season where you're this and then have a season when you're that and then have a season with your when you're that and have every kind of life within your lifetime I think that's the greatest fun of this whole thing yeah I love that I always tell people I'm like we're here to grow and evolve and like if we're just the same person doing the same thing like that, that is boring. My grandfather always said, I fell in love with like five different women's of like your grandmother, like even in relationships, like we're meant to change. I love how you said the seasons. I love that. Uh, what, so, so you've built, I think a lot of it comes to like, is that trust and confidence in yourself. Like you said, like if I've done it before, kind of, I can do it again and it's not worth it if you're not in alignment. I also think it's like, I'll be okay. Because of the way my journey went, I am so grateful that I actually manifested my greatest fear because had I not, I'd probably still be fearing it. Mm. And so realizing I could survive the thing I feared the most just kind of made me realize, well, I could, I'll be okay. And so instead of always managing the risks, I'm managing the rewards. It's like, this could go wrong. Yeah. But then I'd be fine. But what happens if it works? Mm-hmm. Like the, what if it works and what if it doesn't is just an, in, it's like a millimeter apart. Yeah. But if you focus on what if it works in your life, the things you create are endless. If you focus on what if it doesn't, it's constant questioning, constant, uh, wait, let me think. It's like, there's a million reasons it might not work. But then are you, are you willing to take the chance if there's a chance you can win? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Can you, build, can you build that courage? Yeah. Like people will stay in the known, which could be hell versus taking a step into the unknown, which could be like heaven and like everything they ever wished for. And if it is hell, well, it's just the hell you don't know versus the hell you already knew. And then you'll have another idea and it'll move. Everything moves. Everything's temporary. Failure is temporary and success is temporary. So move. Yeah. Oh, I love that. So when you were in, you said sleeping in your car in the front seat and you were taking those first calls where they were asking you, how much do you charge? 
was there a sense of imposter syndrome or uncomfortability as you were stepping into this new version of yourself? And how did you handle that? Well, I actually, this is a whole circumstantial thing, but while I was sleeping in the front seat of my car, something really traumatic happened. And a first responder on site actually gave me a a card, a business card of this energy person. Oh, wow. And it, she charged $100 and I had no money. I was sleeping in my car. I had no food. I was rationing gas to stay warm. Like I had no money. So it took me a while to gather up the $100. I was just choosing that over food. I was choosing that over a night in a motel. I was choosing that, you know, I just gathered this $100 and I went to see this, this person. And it was the most ridiculous thing I had ever experienced at the time. First of all, I did not really know the world of intuitive psychic. Like I didn't know anything about that. And so I I arrived at this person's house. She was in the middle of moving. She was like, I'm so sorry. There's boxes everywhere. We're going to have to do the session in my bedroom. I was like, I'm dying here. <laughs> like, that's it. That's the end of that. <laughs> I'm like sitting on her bed in my head. I'm like, what the hell am I doing here? And the session was so, it felt like someone was reading my uh, astrology out of a newspaper. Like the things she was saying were so far-fetched. At this point, I was sleeping in the front seat of my car. Nothing had happened yet with the friend or anything like that. I was just miserable, heartbroken, and broke. And she's like, you're going to change the world where the mountains meet the ocean. (laughs) I'm like, okay, what ocean? I'm in the middle of nothing Canada where there is no ocean anywhere. Like what ocean? She's like, I can't tell you that. I said, oh, well, that's great. How do I get there? When do when is it? She said, I see that you're there when it happens. I said, okay. So there was a bunch of little things that she said that just made it all feel a little too silly. And I left so mad. I ripped up the card. I was so mad and I felt like I'd wasted $100. And so when they asked me how much I charged, I thought if I'm sleeping in the front seat of my car and I can pay a charlatan $100, then anyone can pay me $100 because I know I actually care. And if I did good, because this person told me it did it made a difference for her, this is this the most integral number. She was moving, she was a hot mess. Well, I'm in my car, I'm a hot mess. You know, it just felt like I was willing in my situation to spend that so it can happen. Yeah. And in the end, the woman ended up saying all kinds of things that ended up happening in my life that I realized years and years later were like, oh my God, this actually happened. Oh my God, this actually happened. Like when when the pandemic hit, my sister, my fiance and I were in uh, Hawaii and we got grounded there. We had rented this incredibly huge mansion for like four days for photo content and stuff. And it was while we were in there that they shut the island down. No one comes in, no one goes out, no hotels available, no Airbnbs, no nothing. And so if we didn't stay there, we just had nowhere to live. And I had to make a decision to stay there. And it was like thousands of dollars a night at this point. And we were not successful like we are now. I was terrified. And my sister just looked at me because I told her this story eventually. And, you know, you're going to change the world where the mountain meets the ocean. She's like, look where we are. And we were literally in a cliff where the mountain met the ocean. And she said, what if we make it a self-fulfilling prophecy? What if while we're here, we take Alpha Femme to the next level? And that's what we did. We ended up saying, okay, it's not like it happened by miracle. We just made it happen. We said, what if we really take the brand to another level? And I I took this ownership of my Mm. brand. And I was like, I am the one that helps people that help people. I'm I'm the one that's going to hold the energy for all the creatives, all the visionaries, all the entrepreneurs that are struggling in this season. Like I am the one I'm doing this. And we really focused on the brand, on the execution of everything that we were doing. We created amazing masterclasses and my brand went from like six figure months to million dollar months like that. 
after that decision. And so it felt like a self-fulfilling prophecy. And I look back at that, that moment now where I had no idea what I was going to do. And this woman saying to me, you're going to change the mountain, the world where the mountains meet the ocean, me being like, well, what a waste <laughs> of money. And in hindsight, it being the storyline that created a huge wave in my business. So it's all, it all worked out, but that's why I didn't feel like an imposter. Cause I was like, if she can charge that, I know mm. that I'm going to do good by my clients for this amount. And that's how it started. I love that. I, th- I love that because I speak to a lot of women who ha- they're here, they're service providers, right? Like, and they want to help and give yet. They feel that imposter, but I'm like you or, or, um, they judge themselves for asking for money in exchange. I'm like, but you're here to do a service, but you need to, you need to be able to live and you need to be able to provide. And I think if your heart is in the right place and you're in integrity, you're, you're just making up stories in your mind, really. I think this is one of the feminine energy wounds. Like one of the women wounds that we have is like, we don't want to charge for something that's effortless for us. Mm -hmm. This is a gift. How do I make, how do I charge for something that happens so freely for me? But when you think about it, top sports players are gifted and they make tons of money. Top artists are gifted. They make tons of money. You know, if you could choose, you go to the hair salon and your hairstylist is like cutting your hair one strand at a time. Like, please don't move or I'm going to cut your ear off. This is very hard for me. Or you go and this person is literally drinking an espresso, cut, 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 talking to everybody and your hair is just perfect when you leave. Which one do you feel more safe with? The gifted one. You don't want yeah. the one with the ruler where you can't move or else she chops your ear off. Like, wait, this is really difficult. Uh, I've studied a lot to make this perfect. Please don't move. I don't. I feel less safe with this person than the one who's not even looking and who trusts herself. And so I feel like we, we in the masculine energy paradigm where it's all about the you know the evidence and the logic and the credentials mm-hmm. we do feel like there's something to prove in order to be paid but in the feminine energetics and in the business art you pay the artist and the artist is the one that's gifted and so you pay you get paid because you're gifted mm-hmm. and that's an incredible thing because people will pay even more for a gift than they will for a craft which is kind of wild and so a lot of women are underpaid just because they've never really seen it that way yeah that is so on point what was that a deep wound for you? Or do you feel like, it sounds like you, you did a lot of studying around masculine and feminine energy. Do you feel like, first question is like, do you feel like you had a good balance of that before you started studying it, before you actually knew what it was growing up with like? No, I had a very masculine energy before because I was, I was the older sibling, Mm -hmm. you know, younger brother, younger sister. My parents went through bankruptcy when I was like 12 and I just stepped in like a third parent. And it really did shape my life. And I feel like I'd already been appointed the helper. The minute my brother was born, it was like, okay, you're now the helper. Mm-hmm. And I took that on with pride. I was like, I'm the big sister. I like this role. But then I took it to a whole other level. Like I was the one taking care of my brother and sister while my parents went to work. And then I took a job. I built a company after after hours at school, helping kids to finish their homework and study English after school. And so like, I really, I really stepped in in a major way. And I think I got a lot of my safety from knowing like if my family, if my parents are having a hard time, at least I can do it. Mm-hmm. And so I, it's like the more I was secure and the more I was providing, the more safe I felt. Mm-hmm. So I was very in masculine. It was always about controlling the outcome to make sure that I was safe and the people that I loved were safe. And so that's why when everything fell apart and I found out I was safe when everything fell apart, this this was the perfect timing for me to learn about surrender and feminine energetics because mm-hmm. now I have a beautiful balance. I'm able to really do what I've got to do 
and I'm able to totally surrender in the trust that I don't really do goal setting. Mm -hmm. I, I do very much more feminine approach to business. As I said, it's the art of business. And so it's much more about each creative project in their own wave, each creative project and their own result, independent of each other, not because I'm trying to hit it, but because I give it my best and I'm excited to see if it's a top hit, if mm -hmm. it ends up being top of the charts and in, in my business. And so I've, I've, I've said so many times, I don't think I could have ever built what I built now with a goal because my mind would have told me it was crazy. I wouldn't mm -hmm. have been able to figure out in logic how it works. I wouldn't have been able to know how to do it because the fact is when it comes to huge art goals, you wonder how to do it until you wonder how you did it. Like there is no perfect step-by-step -step roadmap or else every artist that ever hit a one hit single would write two, six, 10, 12, a million. And how many one hit wonders are there? There's so many, every yeah. Hollywood producer, every good movie, there'd be 10 following it. There'd only be good movies if there was a way to, to exactly, me you know, measure art and hits. There isn't. And so it really is more about getting into that flow, getting into that vibe, working on the energetics and trusting and having an energetic projection, like a, a vibe that I'm I'm feeling into and something I want to live and how I want to feel and the fulfillment and my intentions. And that brought me beyond any goal I could have ever tried to logic my way into. Wow. I love that. I love how much you're bringing like the art. I've heard a lot of like energy around business, but I love how you're just comparing it to art. It just, it lands in such a different way. What would you say to the woman who feels like she isn't creative enough or is or struggles to tap into her feminine and and that creativity and tapping into the energy is because she's been so programmed to be goal-oriented masculine and doesn't even believe or doesn't even know how to tap into that to they even heal that wound well I do think there has to be a desire because mm -hmm. for some people they do value more the logical mind and there's nothing wrong with that whatsoever. Like what I've created does not rival traditional education, does not rival logic. It's just either an addition for people who feel like it was an incomplete modality or for the people who've been feeling the way I felt their whole lives, like they didn't fit into the traditional education system. It's like there's an Einstein quote that says everyone's genius, but if you... um if you judge a fish by its ability to climb a tree, it'll spend its entire life thinking it's stupid. Yeah, And I feel like that's kind of what I was experiencing. All the things that made it that I would get a good grade, like you are, you get an A, you have a good brain. I couldn't do those things. It didn't mm -hmm. matter how much I studied. The minute I sat in front of the test, everything I knew went blank. But I knew every word to the Spice Girls and the freaking Backstreet Boys. And I knew every, like I knew everything I cared about, but I could yeah. not remember things that had pressure to remember. And so I feel like in this way that I, that I've brought to the marketplace with this art of business, there is this opening, but it has to be something that someone feels in their soul. Like you hear me talk about this and you're like, oh my gosh, this is what I've been wanting my whole life. And then it's entering discussions about this so that your mind can open because you've probably been listening to a very, you know, hierarchy and very, you know, this is the way and very streamlined and very, this is the order and this is how we respect things. And this is what we do. And this is the logic for so long that trying to just unleash yourself and be like, okay, I'm a business artist. It's just, we feel a little bit like, you know, barefoot goddess lost in the wild. It's like, okay, but how do I earn like this? And how do I, so I feel like coming into discussions, kind of what we're having right now and speaking into this your heartbeat starts to quicken and your breath starts to quicken it's like oh my gosh I feel home here and these discussions start to open up your spirit and then you feel the pulse to try something on and then 
all of a sudden this feels more meaningful than anything you've ever done before. And it feels more successful than anything you've done before. And then the pivot kind of feels effortless after that. Mm, I love that. It's kind of just like dipping your toes and going slow, but I think there's power in surrounding yourself with um, individuals who can have these conversations to kind of open that world for you for yourself. Of course. And you've got to value this kind of discussion. Like not everyone values this kind of discussion Mm -hmm. for some people. They'll listen to it and they'll be like, this is not for me. And that's perfect. But when it is for you, that's the sign. It's like, this is the kind of thing that if I listen to this daily, I am going to be more productive, more creative, more successful. This is right for me. This is the kind of thing I should be thinking about and talking about. This is where I'm supposed to be. Like we feel it when we find our place. And I feel like I've, I've created a little slice of the world where people are like, I feel home. This is for me. Uh, and just being in the conversations kind of cracks the code. Yeah. I feel like a lot of like the last few years, especially to a lot of people realizing like this does not feel home for my soul in alignment. And I mean, I haven't experienced that, but I think it's having the courage to then be curious of like, okay, what does feel like home and how can I um, lean more into that? Yeah. I have a lingering question that keeps popping up. Alpha Femme. I mean, huge name. Yeah. What, how did you, like, how did that come up? Did it just drop in your head one day? Like, where did that come from? So it's really interesting because I always struggled to find my company name. Like at first I just called my company MLI, which meant Melanie Layer Inc. And people used to ask me, what does MLI mean? I was like, gosh, I need to find something more interesting than this. And so I was like, it means making a lasting impact. And so that was the name of my company for a while. Then eventually I had the boss vibe, still very much so kind of teetering on masculine energy. But my partner started getting interested in men's work, not mm-hmm. not to make any money of any kind, but just to create a space for because he kind of realized as I was opening up about what I was learning that there wasn't a lot of soft spaces mm-hmm. for men where you could just not be full hardcore spiritual guru wearing no shoes and speaking softly or like warrior walking through fire eating wood, you know, like where is yeah. the middle? And so he wanted to create this space. And I had this feeling one day we were at a restaurant. He was opening the door and he's my partner, six foot five. And he's, you know, very just he takes up a lot of space and people always look up to him. And they everywhere we go, people ask him for directions. People ask him for stuff. And I said, you know, if you ever had a brand, I know what you should call it. And he was like, OK, what is it? And I said, the effortless alpha. Because I feel like you have this like alpha leadership thing, but I don't even know if you realize how easy it is for you to do that. People just calibrate to your energy. They're just like, they surrender into your leadership so easily. I know I do. And he was like, I really love that. And so his thing was the effortless alphas. And I I was at a retreat for one of my clients and one of her, it was a, a thing I was talking about feminine energy and all the things. And one of the ladies asked me, so your partner has the effortless alpha. What what is the alpha? What is the female version of that? Mm. And I didn't even think it just came out of my mouth. I said, alpha femme. And I swear I felt it from the top, like my head to my toes. I felt emotional. And I was just like, alpha femme. Like this, first of all, touches my French Canadian roots that with the French word, the leadership. And I always used to talk about she who leads herself. Mm-hmm. she who leads herself will change the world she who leads herself and it was like alpha femme she who leads herself and that was it I just googled it everywhere I couldn't believe it didn't exist I was like this is my brand this is insane I can't believe it and wow that was it 
And then now here you are. That's, that's a, that's a great story. Oh, I love that. I think it's so cool. It's so powerful. And it's really here for you to have brought it into fruition. And I think it's important for everyone to believe. I feel like we all have unique gifts and talents and, and missions here. And I never believe in coincidences. It's synchronicities. And it's a moment like that, that everything just kind of falls together. Yes. Um, so as you were building alpha femme, and like you said, you, you, you've hit massive income milestones. How did, did you ever have struggles like receiving that amount of either recognition, um, like as your community and following grew or especially financial like thresholds. And cause I, I've noticed self-sabotage can come in. Like you said, like women not feeling comfortable charging what they charge, but also yeah. hitting like the next milestone, whether, whether it's a hundred thousand followers and then they just like freak out or it's that six figure, seven figure mark. Did you ever find struggle in receiving that and holding that and staying grounded in that? And like, because the success came so quickly for you. What's interesting is when, so in 2018, before we even ever had a six figure month, I was getting a lot of clients asking if I could teach money work. Mm. And I was like, I can't like, I, I'm making $20,000 a month. Like, what am I going to talk about money work? I don't, I'm not the right person for this. And so I just kind of rejected it. Every time someone would say, would you ever make a course about money? I was like, no. At, when I hit $50,000 a month, one of my clients was like, I want to buy a money program. And I said, well, I'm making one in two weeks. And I was like, what the heck was that? No, I'm not. Like, why did I say that? And I panicked because I was like, I don't have a money course. Like, I'm, I don't want to do a money course. And I don't, I don't even know why. I don't know why the pull came out. I, I, I remember speaking to Kevin and being like, "I, what the heck was that? And he said, well, if you said it, it's going to happen. He said, you've been saying no for this many months. Why would you say yes now unless something was coming? You've got to trust. And we were just going on vacation too. And I was like, oh my God, like this is the worst time. I'm not going to be able to relax. And the weirdest thing happened for me while I was on that trip in the middle of the night, I woke up for four nights in a row, I woke up and had these like breakthroughs around money. And Kevin wrote them all down. I like channeled money work for three hours a night, four times during this trip. And I was trying to find a name for the program. And my uncle, who's actually dyslexic, helped me find the, the name for it. He was like, what about? Because I was like, what's a word for like so much that you can't understand it? And then there keeps being more and more. And he was like, what about exponential? It's like, how do you have that word up your sleeve? I was like, I love it. And so exponential money, exponential abundance, exponential. And he said, exponential wealth, exponential wealth, exponential wealth. That's it. And so exponential wealth was born and I started living by what I channeled. Like I started living by the course and it's taken me everywhere. Like I, I lead this course every year, every year. I blow my mind, my own mind with what else is added. Cause I keep, I keep refining the work every year, but I live by the money work in that course. And I've been able to accept graciously every penny that's entered my life. Oh, that's awesome. I love that name. What, um, oh no, just blinked. Come back. Okay. Exponential wealth. Oh, intuition. You seem yes. very, very in tune and connected and like the moments of alpha femme, the name coming to you, the moments of um, even just this program, you saying yes, like just your soul speaking without the the flesh really yeah. come in. Um, were you always as connected to to yourself, to your intuition? 
No, because I was so in control before. Like everything was controlled. I was constantly overthinking everything. There was no space for an idea. It was like, I've got to think about what to do right now. So everything was masculine energy. The first time this really happened, that I had a feeling like this, when I was, you know what? That's not even really true. When I was a little kid, this is kind of woo woo, but it doesn't matter. (laughs) When I was a little kid, anytime I had money, what I wanted to buy for myself, I would go to like the Sunday fair and I would buy crystals. Anybody who ever sold like old crystals, I would buy those. And I remember I used to have like really crazy feelings about them and I used to keep them all. I used to keep them in a little clear box and I used to fill the box with a little, you know, those little white bits that come in the envelopes that they put in shoes. Yeah. Like little packages of, I don't know what that stuff is. I don't know what it is either. (laughs) I'd fill the box with those little packages so that they would not crash together. And then I would position all my little crystals in this stuff. And I, I carried this box everywhere. And then one day on the bus, a girl saw it and she asked me what it was. And I told her, and then they called me a witch. And I got so sad. I threw them all in the garbage when they were picking on me one day. And I, and, but back then I used to have a lot of intuitions, but then after that moment, I like shut the whole thing down. Um, and so later on in life, fast forward, I'm sleeping in the front seat of my car. I have no money. I can't numb my feelings with anything. Like I can't pour myself a huge glass of wine. I can't watch Netflix. I can't call up someone and gossip. I can't like, there's nothing to do, but be with the feelings that I'm having. Mm. And I I went through a really dark period. Like I, even one night I thought I was going to have a heart attack. And when I went to the doctors after a few days being in the hospital, they, they thought I was having a heart condition. They found out they put me on this treadmill thing. And instead, when I was running on the treadmill, my heart rate was going down. Like my heart was over 200 beats a minute resting, not moving. Like it it was just, and they said, you know, you're you're struggling with anxiety and depression. We're going to give you this medication. And I was just like, Oh no. Like, didn't know what to do. Should I take the medication? I was reading all the side effects. And like, obviously I don't, this is not a a, a conversation about whether people should or shouldn't take medication. But the first feeling I got was like, don't take this. And I was like, why, why not? Like, if this is going to help me, but it was like, it was so clear, don't take this. But then I knew I was going to struggle. Like I knew I was just going to be sad. Like I knew I was, I had anxiety and depression. I was going to have to ride the waves of these heart palpitations. I was going to have to go through these, these really low lows and know that it wasn't real. It was, it was just my mind. And so I went through a lot of emotional highs and lows during that time and learning to ride the waves of my own and of my own emotions and being like, I'm okay. Like, I'm okay. I'm okay. I'm okay. And there's certain things that came through for me at the perfect time. Like, I remember this like melody that came into my mind when I was really having a hard time. I, I would put my hand right on my chest and just like on this, on this pace. And it was like, I would say, I'm okay. I'm all right. I'm okay. I'm all right. And if my heart would beat really fast, I'd just do it as fast as my heart did. I'd like sink it up to my heart. So be like, I'm okay. I'm all right. I'm okay. I'm all right. Like really fast. And I'd try to calm it down. And eventually there'd be, a, there was this song that came through for me. It was just, I just kind of, it was like a chant. Like, I'm okay. I'm all right. And eventually it became, we're okay. And I don't know why that happened, but there was a shift where it felt like I was speaking to my little self. And oh, so I used to sleep in my car. <laughs> it makes me emotional, but I used to sleep in the front seat of my car, like kind of scared about everything, but I'd just lull myself to sleep going, we're okay, we're all right. <laughs> I can't even do it. It's going to be crap. Wow. Um, and so 
there's these like songs and these sentences that used to come through for me right at the perfect time, you know, and, and help me through things. And one night I, I had this like out of body experience is the only way I can explain it. I was, I had had a really bad down that night and I was crying like a little kid, you know, that, <laughs> oh yeah. And I'm like over it. I'm over crying. I'm I'm done. And I'm sitting, I'm sitting in the front seat and I'm looking up through the sky roof of, of my, my car. Obviously it's the glass, but I can see the snow falling and it's catching the lights in the parking lot. And I'm looking up and these huge snowflakes are passing in front of the skylight, in front of the, the lights. And I, ca- I catch one from way up high and it's like I'm watching it dance and fall slowly. And I got this overwhelming feeling of heat in my body. And just like joy, like gratitude. And all of a sudden the tears I was crying changed. Instead of them being sad tears, they were just like, wow, tears. I don't know how it happened, but it was like. I just felt like something happened to me. Next thing I felt like I could see the car in the parking lot and I could see the parking lot and I could see, it was like this weird feeling I got. And I started writing after that night, like massive transmissions started coming through for me. And I wrote things, texts that I still post on my social media today that came through for me during that time. And I started just, it's like, was it the lack of food, the lack of sleep, the overcrying? Like, am I losing my mind or am I tapped into something? I don't know. But I was like, if it's coming through me, it's probably for me. And I just journaled. I have journals from back then that I, I read sometimes. I'm like, oh, my gosh, this is a whole, this is like the Bible of my life. Like, it's crazy how all these teachings became who I am. But that's where a lot of the intuition came through. And then I just kind of knew what intuition felt like after that. Mm. It came through when I had nothing to numb it, but then I could recognize it. And so now I can feel it. There's days I'll get all hot, that same feeling. And it's almost like a feeling of deja vu and my heart starts to beat a little faster. I'm like, I've got to write or something's coming through for me or something's going to happen. I have a thought, I have a feeling. And it's the coolest thing that I can recognize it because before this whole thing, if this would have happened, I would have thought I was having a panic attack or I would have thought I'm I'm overwhelmed or I'm stressed or I would have been like, I need a glass of wine or like, let's just numb. Let's stop talking about this. Let's open the TV. Like these are all very similar signs to stress. Mm. They actually feel like an opening, like, an opening for a call that's coming, like something in me is ringing. So I would have numbed that before. And now I invite it and magic comes through for me. My clients are always asking me, like, how do you come up with so much new stuff? You've been doing this for a freaking decade and you have a new masterclass, a new program, a new thing. Like, how does this? And I'm like, it's not, it's not me. I don't sit and think. I just, I get this feeling and it's like, this is the new thing. It's like a song, like an artist that could write a song, but I, I create bodies of work that help people move. That's so powerful. Wow. The word, the numbing part keeps showing up. And I feel like I would love to talk on this a little bit. I feel like in society, there's so many ways to distract and numb. what would you say do you see is like the most common one that people don't even realize that they're, they're numbing from the possibility of connecting to their intuition? Well, I'll speak for women because I Mm -hmm. feel like the biggest thing for women is control. Like we, we shift into the, our, our masculine side so far that we kill the intuition completely. Yeah. And so instead of finding like, is this partner correct for me? It's like, let me change this person. They have potential instead of like, is this the Mm. career I'm supposed to be in? It's like, well, let's just make sure I'm the best at it. So I don't need to question it. Am I supposed to, well, let me just make sure that I, we override every question 
with a definite success with ma- in masculine energy. We don't, we can't sit in the void very well. We're not good with, there's a question mark in my life and I'm contemplating how I feel about that. It's like, I don't feel good and fix it. And I think that is how we numb the most. We're not comfortable sitting in pain and contemplation and questioning and having a moment in our life where it's like, what do I want? What do I desire? How do I feel? What is right for me? We numb those moments so fast. We don't even have time to think. Oh, that's that, that is just synchronicity here. I literally had this conversation with my sister yesterday. <laughs> oh my gosh, of course. <laughs> yeah. And she was like, just be, just do nothing. Like I was just in the bath, like just, I felt numb, but it was just like, I just had to be in that moment without again, like answering those questions or trying to take control. So that was just speaking to me, but I know everybody else is sitting lands, but yeah, numbing can be in a form of control. was a really good way to put it. Like, I don't want to feel this. So mm-hmm. I will control the outcome to feel something else. Mm-hmm. But there's something in the feeling you're feeling. That's where a lot of your intuition is. That's where a lot of your gifts are. If you're willing to sit in the void in the moment where you don't know, it's just that's not been encouraged. But if you think about art, if you look at your life like art, if you look at your business like art, you look at the top artists that we really admire. Even though you look at Taylor Swift, for example, she'll take two years off. She'll disappear. You won't even hear her. Then she'll come out with a new album. It's not people that are producing a new song every day, every week, every month, constantly in the spotlight. Like people take a minute. They're either on stage or they're naked on a yacht somewhere and no one knows where they are. It's, they, they have to take time to be completely unplugged for the music to come through. You need to be completely unplugged for the music to come through. Sometimes your life is just craving silence and and void. But we're so worried about immediate gratification and so worried about how it looks and keeping up with how it looks. And especially with online businesses, I do think we yeah. get we get sucked into that trap because everyone's celebrating a new milestone and everyone looks like they've got this new thing or they're doing this new thing. And there's this feeling of trying to keep up with how it looks. Mm-hmm. And my biggest thing for me is it doesn't matter what it looks like. What matters is what it is. Because the strongest frequency on earth is the frequency of truth. And so I want to make sure that I'm living on the frequency of truth, not the frequency of what it looks like, because that's where you lose yourself. Wow. Yeah. And then you get burnt out. Very fast. Have you experienced burnout? I've, or have you I had think, like that intuition to take the time off when needed? Well, I think my burnout was the whole thing of going bankrupt and like the whole mm-hmm. mind falling apart was like, I just let go of everything and I went entirely, I just... I just pooped like yeah, the whole thing just crashed. But what I love about leaning into feminine energetics is that you don't override the internal signals. Like a burnout doesn't happen. You'd be surprised how easily you can burn out. You can burn out from one week. You know, people talk about it like it's normal. Like, oh, I've got the up level flu. You know, I've got, I, I, I did so much and now I'm, mm-hmm. I, need, I need to sleep for a month. Like, but the fact is you can have a burnout with one week of too much work. You can, you can burn it. It's like you put the toast in for one minute too, too long and it's, it's black. Like it's, it's doesn't need to be too, too long for it to be overkill because everything is exponential. And this is what I ended up realizing through the exponential wealth work is that too much work compounds to too much work compounds to too much work. Not enough self-care compounds to not enough self-care compounds to not enough self-care. You don't add stuff, you multiply it. Mm -hmm. And so when you find a way to find your flow in feminine energetics and you say, I'm multiplying this flow, well, your flow gets multiplied. When I look at my company now, it's where it is because it was exponential. It wasn't a good year plus a good year plus a good year. It was a good year times a good year times a good year. It's exponential. 
well, too much work and not a listening to yourself and not feeling right and going against yourself, that's also exponential. And so anything you can do in the right direction starts to compound and everything you can do in the incorrect direction starts to compound also. That's why it's so important to be in tune and to not numb because if you're numbing it, you're not realizing what direction you're going. Wow. What would you say to those who kind of like rebuttal what you're saying here and they say like, well, you need to be consistent for the success or for, you know, you hear all the gurus are like, you need to post on Instagram every single day and like, which is leading to the, to the burnout and the consistency. I know you're talking about like, <clears throat> well, it's about the energy and the flow, but like what, if a client comes to you and they're like, I'm struggling to believe I can be successful if I'm not consistent. And if I take a full month off, how yeah. do you support them in them finding that trust within themselves? If they've never experienced that before. There's so much I could say about this. Like <laughs> the first thing is I do believe that for some people that are programmed with a very masculine structure, that that is true, that it's, and it's correct for them and they're right. Mm-hmm. I think the issue is that because that has been what's been primarily respected, people don't even question whether or not that's true or correct for them. And so, yeah, it's true that for some people, consistency is the key. And if they just do the right thing for them over and over and over again, they're going to compound their results. Yes. But if when you do that, you feel not good, stressed and burnt out, you're not compounding what you're doing. You're compounding how you're feeling. So when a person feels like it's correct to take action every day and they feel solid and they feel disciplined and they feel all these things, it's amazing for them to do that. That's correct. And they're going to turn around and tell people, this is how I did it. And they'll be right. And Mm -hmm. that's been the model of success for so long. And this kind of circles back to the beginning of our interview when I said, I feel like I I don't do what I do to discredit what, what exists. Yeah. I do it either to support and to say this is as well as, or to say, here's to all the people who feel like they've never been understood because I did not know how to do that. I couldn't do the same thing all the time, every day. It just didn't work for my spirit. I'm an artist. It comes in waves. It comes through intuition. If it's not good, I don't know how to make it. I don't know how to just go, okay, go create a thing, invent something, one, two, three, go. Like, I don't know how to do that. And so for me, I built my business, not like, not really, I just broke every rule. But I broke every rule with the desire of of finding my flow. And I think Mm -hmm. that some people will still use it as an excuse and be like, okay, Melanie says we can be in feminine energetics. So let me just watch Netflix and drink wine. That's not like, what are you going to do? Are you going for creativity, for wisdom? Are you plugging into things that really inspire you? Are you looking for yourself? Are you soul searching? Are you bettering yourself? Because that's what I did. Instead of giving myself a super disciplined routine, I went for the artist in me, like, let me discover myself. Mm-hmm. But if you're just going to take the time off and numb, then no, it, it, it won't probably won't work either. Yeah. Do you have any like go-to recommendations of what you, what worked for you or what has worked for those you've worked with? Because I think it can feel so uncomfortable, like not knowing what to do. Cause like, yeah. you're, you're like, okay, I'm going to take time off. But then it's like, my conversation with my sister, it's like being okay, being in the boredom, but people just go to Netflix or they go and scroll on social media. And like, that's distracting. That's numbing in a different way. And versus like the soul searching, is there any activities that have supported you? Well, I feel like the difference between boredom and freedom are one is you do nothing. And the other one is you do anything. Mm. Oh, okay. Yeah. And so when you're like, okay, I need to stop doing everything because I need to stop overworking, but now I'm bored. So I want to numb the boredom. But if you're like, I am free, like, what do I want to live? 
And it's such, it's tiny little things, but I found a passion for photography. I realized if I can be somewhere beautiful and capture pictures, like my whole social media are the pictures that I take of what I find beautiful. Like I am obsessed now with photography. I love the way light and shadow appears. I love catching the perfect shot of something. You know, lighting a candle makes me happy. If I can light a candle and take a bunch of pictures of it, I'm in a meditative state. <laughs> it's like I, I, if I can set up my breakfast beautifully, if I can take the time to cook myself a beautiful breakfast, mm. cut everything the way I want and use the plate that I want and plate it the way I want and take a picture of my breakfast, that puts me in a beautiful state. If I can go out in nature and take a picture of something beautiful, photography is a huge thing for me. Listening to the right song that that really matches my vibe and, and feeling, sitting next to the fire or a lit candle and journaling, going in the bath and letting myself float and not have to worry that my hair is going to get wet and I've got somewhere to go. Like I can dry my hair later. I have all the time in the world. Let me just sit here and float and think and breathe and be like the things that actually make me feel alive, not numb. I love Whatever that. that like is. Romanticizing life. Well, here's the thing about romanticizing life. My feeling is that we were brought up on love stories and we were brought mm -hmm. up on what life could be like. And, the th and we're waiting for someone to do that for us. But everyone was brought up on those kinds of movies. And the thing is, someone wrote those scripts. Mm. And someone told the actors how to act. That's how those movies came to be. And so if you want a movie like that, you got to write the script. And you've got to direct yourself to be that part. And so I realized the days that have been a work of art for me, I, 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 I created the set. I wrote the script. And I directed myself as the part of the person who was free today. Like that was my job. If you want to have the life that feels like you always dreamed your life would be, you've got to create the set, the storyline and learn your lines. Like that's, that's the only way we ever get that or else we wait for someone else to set the tone for us. But everyone else is waiting for someone to set the tone for them who starts it. And so, yes, yeah. I have romanticized my life in a way where it's like, okay, this is the day that I have and how I want to remember it. I live my life the way I want to remember it in hindsight. Mm. Like today I have the power to make memories. It's all about how I'll remember it. And so, yeah, sometimes it takes a little bit of preparation and sometimes I've got to organize myself, but then I can flow. It's like the masculine energy creates the container and then the feminine flows throughout the mm. whole thing. Like I just took myself to California for my birthday and I planned everything so that then I could just go be and I'd just walk into the restaurant at the right time and I would just go and do the things at the right time. Everything was just set up for me. I set it up before, but then while I was there, it was full feminine energy. And so I got to live the most extraordinary thing. And people would be like, how did you have time to fit all that in? I planned it before I went. Mm -hmm. I decided, I set the tone, I created the movie scene. I, I learned the lines. I, <laughs> I set the tone, I made the things, you know, and then it's this incredible thing. You've got I to learn the balance of your feminine and your masculine. Mm, that is so, so a well way to put it. Wow. Great. What, what supported you in learning so much around the feminine and masculine energy? I know you said you did a lot of learning when you were living in your car. Was there a specific mentor or, or book or anything that really like helped you lean into this for anybody who's like, I want to learn a little bit more around this? So I actually became entirely obsessed with this because it felt like the closest explanation of why my relationships weren't working. Mm -hmm. It was like, why, why is this hard? Mm -hmm. And what I realized is that I always thought that taking care of people was a feminine thing to do. Like women take care of people. Mm -hmm. But what I realized is that actually giving is masculine energy. 
and receiving is a feminine energy. And so even when we mother people, it's a masculine energy. And it blew my mind when I started doing this research because it was like, if mothering is a masculine energy, then what the heck else is masculine energy? Because I would think that being a mother is the most feminine thing you can be. But then when I really thought of it, when it's like, take your shoes off, did you brush your teeth? Have you done your homework? You know, sit around to the table. Don't speak to me like that. Like, that's not feminine. So mothering is the doing of being a mother. Mm -hmm. And we do Mm -hmm. that to everything and everyone. And so what's the alternative And then I started realizing in business, even like controlling the business outcome, trying to get people to buy versus attracting ideal buyers, you know, social media, trying to get writing a hook, trying to get a thing versus like attracting your your clients through the art of your expression. Like I I put this stuff in everything. And so I feel like the. The quest for the energetics became an insatiable thing for me because I realized it was everything. It became the gateway to my, to my art. And so I would say, if you go down the rabbit hole of masculine feminine, you're going to find so many things in so many different contexts. And like the body of work I've created now is literally the greatest body of work I've ever found because it's everything I've ever tested and, and tried and seen and discovered and created but I think it's a long process to learn this because you've got to figure out what resonates true for you and what doesn't. You've got to find your balance. And so there there'll rarely just be one teacher that tells you how to do it. It's going to be something you study to find your balance. Yeah, that's really good. Wow. I love the the mothering part because that's so true. Like it is so masculine, but you really don't think that like, I know, I don't think I ever thought of it that way before until you just said that. I know it blew wow. my mind because we, we mother to take care of, but we also mother to control. And so kind of releasing that and being like, what, what is my feminine role in life? If I'm not mothering, like what else is there that is actually feminine energy? That's not mothering. It was a whole other world to realize magnetism, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. sex, sensuality, just like feminine essence, mm-hmm. like all these things that, that I would never have contemplated before. And I think for a lot of us, there's this like we need there's a rite of passage into womanhood that we missed the mark. Like no one gives us this rite of passage. You're a little yeah. girl. And then all of a sudden you're a woman. You know, it's like if anybody touches you, you call the police to if mm-hmm. you're not having sex in your marriage, there's something wrong with you. And it's like, yeah. where was that line? <laughs> what where where did I miss the line of self-expression and feeling safe and feeling sensual and feeling self-expressed? And where did I miss the line between like there's a there's this line that nobody teaches us to cross. And I feel like this has been the journey for me into transitioning into alpha femme really has been this rite of passage into womanhood and understanding feminine energetics and claiming that romanticized version of womanhood. So I can really live a fulfilled life that really enchants people when I, when I share, because like, gosh, I want that. And it's like, okay, well then do it. You know, like we get to do that. We get to choose this kind of life for ourselves. There just has to be a moment where there's a reason for us to uncover the fact that we could do that. And so mm-hmm. it comes in a conversation with a stranger. It comes through in a podcast. It comes through, you know, in the dark night of the soul in your life in a parking lot. It, it happens when it happens. But if you are meant to live a life beyond what you've been doing, something or someone will fall in your path and, and guide you into into your your awakening. And I believe that profoundly. Yeah, 100%. That synchronicity part. 
Yeah. Oh, well, there's, you've just dropped so much wisdom and I want to respect your time. Um, I have these three quick little questions that I'd love to ask guests when they come on. Um, for you, if you were to go back to the woman sleeping in your car, like maybe there's somebody listening today that just feels like they're in that low point. What would be just like a few words of advice or encouragement that you could give to her that could speak to those listening today? Honestly, we're all right. We're okay. Hmm. Yeah. I'm going to think of that song now every time. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Like it's so simple, but the fact is there's going to be hard times in your life. And if you fight to get out of them, you might, you might think it's the only way out instead of realizing that you will always make it through. And as a matter of fact, if you're willing to like rock the void and know you're going to be okay, you might have the wisest breakthrough of your life. So we're all right. We're okay. Just trust your life. And what would you say have been your top success habits? Well, I mean, I mean, success, not even just like financial success or recognition, but also like the success in your life of finding that balance of masculine, feminine, being able to be free and, and live a life that just feels so like juicy and good. So the first thing I call it the walk of gratitude. So one foot in desire, one foot in gratitude. So one foot, the only way you can walk is one foot on the ground and one foot walking. It's the only way. One foot on the floor, one foot in the air. So the foot on the floor is a foot in gratitude, grateful for what you have. One foot walking forward in desire. Continue to dream. Don't ever get to the point where you're just so grateful for what you have that you don't think you can dream anymore because then you stand still. Don't ever get too excited that both feet go up in desire or you fall on your butt. One foot in desire, one foot in gratitude. One foot in desire, one foot in gratitude. One foot in desire, one foot in gratitude. The walk of evolution. That's one thing. The other thing is that our life is a mountain with no peak. There is no success where you made it all. You're just going to get to go as far as you can. And so it's a mountain with no peak. You go as far as you can up the mountain and you just look at the view at every point. But it's a, a walk of evolution and growth over a lifetime. There is no peak. You've got to just go as high as you can go or stay where you want or go back down, do whatever you want. There's no, there is no peak. So just evolution and growth over a lifetime. That, that has been a really important thing for me. And the other one is just remembering this order for me, for you, for us. I think a lot of us go for you, for me, Hmm. or for you, for us. And the me part is so important because there's, the more successful you become, the more use there will be in the world, the more people to take care of, the more people to think of. And so if you come second, and eventually there are thousands of clients in your world and thousands of people who know you and need things from you, then for me never comes. So it's got to be for me first. For me, so that I can love this life and it's sustainable for me to do this for a long time. For you, because Without you, there's no us. For me, for you, for us. Us is the frequency of dreams come true. I feel like the more people are affected positively by your dreams, the more supported you will be by God, Mother Nature, the universe. So if there's an us, there's a way. If your dreams only fulfill for you, they'll be harder to to receive. But if it's for me, for you, for us, the gateway will open. Well, that my old mentor say, is it ecological, which was that, like it's for you, for others, and for the rest of the world. So yeah. Great. So for me, for you, for us. And then you said six, right? Oh, no, it doesn't have to be six. I said your top success. 
Oh, but, um, your top six. Okay. So anyway, <laughs> three. those are those, those are the ones. No, those were great. Thank you. I appreciate it. Wow. Well, this was an amazing episode. Thank you so much just for sharing just so much wisdom. But honestly, for me, it was just able to see things in such a different light. Like you just, um, I don't know the, the analogies you used. It just, it supported me in listening to it. I know everybody listening is going to get so much from this. Where can everybody find you? Where can they learn from you? What do you have going on? If anybody wants to learn how to work with you? Yeah. Tell us all. So I don't know when this is going to air. Probably in a few weeks. Okay. Before so, the new year. Okay. Okay. So the best way to stay connected with me is on my social media because I don't have a website yet. Even still, I, I do everything through social media. So on Instagram, I have alpha femme and Melanie and layer. And then on Facebook, just my friend's account on Facebook or my alpha femme Facebook group. I'll, I do master classes. I, I, my posts always show what's happening next, which, which programs are happening. Um, but I have a membership. I have like a, a program that has all my programs and I have like a mastermind kind of thing. And those are the three ways, but there's also little things and things to plug into, but those are always being shown on my social media. So stay connected, keep an eye out on what I'm doing. And eventually the thing that's right for you will probably go boop, pop out up. at you. Yeah. <laughs> awesome. I'll make sure everything's in the, in the show notes, all the links to, to be able to connect with you. Well, thank you so much for, for just sharing everything that you have. And thank you everybody for listening. Thank you. Thank you for having me. Thank you so much for tuning in today. If you enjoyed today's episode, please be sure to share it with me and write an Apple iTunes review so I can keep the good stuff coming your way. If you aren't already following me, you can find me on Instagram at Tatiana underscore Kuto. Make sure to tag me in any posts that you share. I love and appreciate you so much and cannot wait to connect with you in the next episode. In the meantime, go out and radiate your light into the world.